Good evening, Sawyer. Good evening, Max. How are you doing on this fine night? You know, I'm doing great. It's been a, it's been a really solid day. Just uh, had the day off, got back from Michigan yesterday. Been really relaxed, ready to get back to the workplace tomorrow. Yeah, I, uh, I spent last week in Florida, as you know. Um, had to go back to work today, so that that kind of sucked a little bit, but you know what? Money's money. You gotta have it. Got to, yeah. <laughs> well, what are we getting into tonight? Alright, so we have a few topics picked out to discuss. Uh, I want to throw... Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I said oh. Throw it at me. Damn it. Please, God, <laughs> throw it at me. So, as you know, uh, for the first you know, podcast episode for the month, we're both going to bring a new artist to the table. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be a new artist. It could be a new song or even a new album by an artist. Um... So, what do you have lined up for me today? This evening, I am bringing to the table Sick and Tired by Cross Canadian Ragweed. Okay. This is a song, uh, you know, I've just been, I've been listening to it quite a bit lately. It's, you know, it's been on my most listened to for the past couple weeks. Just, I don't know, I kind of I resonated with it a little bit. You know, when I was having couple rough weeks it was it was there and you know it helped me uh help me think about you know how to pull yourself out of the hole anyway that's it Yeah, but these tough 
Did you hear that song for the first time? What, like, how did you get put onto that song? I was listening to Blackberry Smoke Radio because you know we've spoken about it previously. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of Blackberry Smoke. My buddy Chase got me into them, and you know I still haven't listened to them. I I still have not. It's um, you'd like them. I think you would, but. Yeah, he put me on, and I just I turned on their radio station one day because I wasn't really sure what to listen to, and that song came on, and I I just really liked it. It was on my way home from work, rough day, and I was like, you know, I could really feel this. I personally am sick and tired of being sick and tired, <laughs> and then I stopped being sick and tired, so the rest is history. There you go. So that leads us to your song. So it's funny, I also, uh, I'm bringing Poor Man's Poison. Um, it's a band that our friend Cody had put me on to. You might say no way. He'll remind me all the time. No way. You said it. I might so, do it again. <laughs> so I'm bringing Hey Mister by Poor Man's Poison for you today. I don't know if you've listened to that much. I can't say that I have, to be honest with you. My head's hanging low and my shoes are warm. 
I've had the blues in my soul since the day I was born. The devil's been on my back now for quite some time. Yeah, it's just been me and him and the whispering wind. And it's, it's time to find a little peace of mind. I said, hey, Mr. Head, you're going my way. I could show you the ride out of this place. Hey, Mr. Head, you're coming around and I could show you it's a long way to the bottom It's a long way to get back on top I said, hey, Mr. Hey, going my way I can show you the ride out of this place I've been looking for a sign Looking for a friend Looking at the same dead eyes in the mirror Watching myself go down the dead end I've been waiting on a prayer that never made to God It's like going through hell on a Sunday But then going through hell's about all I got I said, hey, Mr. Hey, going my way I could show you the ride out of this place Hey, Mr. Hey, it's coming around and I could show you it's a long way down to the bottom It's a long way to get back on top I said, hey, Mr. Hey, going my way I can show you the ride out of this place You know, I really like that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember who exactly it is because there's another band that I listen to that I cannot remember the name of them off the top of my head. Like it it reminds me of a mix of kind of like a like a slow whiskey Myers yeah. but with like more of like the singing style of like Aaron Lewis. I was just about to say he's got a very Aaron Lewis sounding voice. And I, I was like, I liked it because you know he's got the range, but he's not blowing it all out on that song. It's just, it's just rolling. It's good. It sounds good. That was a good song. So, you know, leading with that, we were talking, and we have been talking recently almost debating about outlaw country about who's outlaw country and how to define outlaw country so if you had to define yeah i'll, I'll, I'll give you two artists give me two artists that are the most outlaw country to you you want me to name the two yeah the, the two the two most outlaw country singers that are out there right now I'm going to have to put my number one, who I think is the biggest outlaw country music singer, 100% has to be Cody James. Okay. It has to be Cody James. And why? And why is that? 
I mean, he's he's doing whatever he wants to do, and he's he's doing a good job at it. You know, he's not letting some big record label tell him what he can and can't do. And that's, in my opinion, what being an outlaw country is. It's a it's a very big factor that. I mean, they're not they're not listening to. They don't always have someone in their ear, constantly saying, "Oh no, we don't want you to put this out. Um, let's do something like this." Um, I don't I don't consider anybody that has gone Nashville uh, out, outlaw country. No, I would completely agree with that, and we're gonna have more on that later as far as a little conversation about Nashville and kind of the attitude that we see coming out of there as far as how they treat certain artists that are kind of kind of genre breakers for them. But they're still loved so much by their fans, and I think they're almost loved more because of that. Oh, absolutely. For my number two pick for Outlaw Country, I have to go with a classic on this. Say Johnny Cash. Okay. I think he is one of, if not the biggest founding father of Outlaw Country. I would agree. So shoot me your number two. Who's who are your top two? Uh you know, I'm in I'm in full agreement with you on Cody Jenks. And I mean he's the most modern outlaw country. Yeah. And even even in his songs, he talks about it. Like, what's, I can't remember which song it is. It's either Must Be the Whiskey or Hippies and Cowboys. But he talks about he never made the songs for... He didn't care if people liked it. He never cared. He was going to make the songs that he wanted. It didn't have to be mainstream. Yeah, you're talking Hippies and Cowboys. Yeah. One of his best songs. I, and I... When I heard the line, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, say it verbatim right now, but I heard that the first time and I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is a guy who's coming out and despite being against the odds of big record labels and not having a ton of radio play constantly, he's still making an impact and he's, he's made it into my, my music and come to find out. A bunch of our friends and a bunch of other people really love the guy. And I, I could really I can appreciate what he's what he's doing and how he's writing. But my number two, and this it's an it's an oldie just like you. I don't know who it is. It's Waylon Jennings. Not who I thought it was gonna be. Who'd you think? I thought you were gonna say uh, Hank Jr. Hank Jr. is up there for me, but the number one song when I think of Outlaw country or cowboy country, you know, it's mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboy. You know, it's just Willie Nelson. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's with Willie. And he was up there for me too. He's not necessarily super outlaw, but But he's still at the time he was doing what he wanted to do. Yeah, he was he was a genre breaker. And I I've always loved that about both of them. And I feel like I feel like Nashville present day is kind of ruining the, you know, the country music industry. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a lot of good artists that have come out of like Nashville. A lot of artists have gone Nashville, some that we even like. But 
in my opinion, I feel like Nashville is destroying the real, like the the real country music that an artist makes personally. Because once you go to Nashville, from my understanding, it's you know your record label is they're your biggest factor. They're they're gonna tell you whether or not you're gonna put that out or not. Yeah, there's a lot of control. There's a lot of oversight. It's not necessarily. And you know there is creativity from the artists. Like don't, don't get us wrong on that. But there is a lot more oversight when you're controlled by a record label. You're being sent on tour by a record label, oh, and you, you have you have numbers that you're supposed to be meeting. You know, the, the fact that there's an expectation for one versus an expectation for the other, it, it makes all the difference in the world. For, for an example, I say, you know, I I know you're not a huge Luke Combs guy. Can't say I am. But, you know, he he puts out a lot of popular songs. You know, he puts out a lot of songs that are loved by a lot of country music listeners. He's, you know, he's, he's loved. But he doesn't have the same authenticity and feel as a Cody Jenks, as a Tyler Childers. You know, it's a, it's a different ball game because he is he has become pure Nashville. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm missing is, and it's okay, but why can't Nashville allow these artists? to have their creativity and just sponsor their ability to do it themselves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I believe that Nashville artists should have free range of what they want to put out. And clearly, you know, they've done something right for a big record label to want to sign them. But country music itself, Nashville-wise, would be so much more personal. And I feel like that would connect with a lot more people than, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around a desk saying, okay, well, we like this song, this song, not this one. If country music artists that come out of Nashville could do whatever they want, release whatever kind of songs they want, I feel like the music industry would kind of feel like a revival a little bit. Definitely. And as people have seen, there needs to be a, re- a revival in country. The reason that these outlaw singers, and as we've said about Tyler Childers, the, his hybrid Appalachian bluegrass fusion. He can do whatever he wants to he do. He can do whatever he, sounds he wants to. And people love that about him, and they love his music for that. And, you know, that was the same thing going back a ways. If you think about Hank Jr., he's... He sings in multiple songs about how his music is so much different from his dad's and his music is so much different than some of these other country singers that it's breaking up their so-called family tradition. I was about to bring that song up. Yeah, like that's and he saw it then. Now it's you could say now it's even more divisive because they're not even in the picture. At least at least Hank was respected enough in his time where 
Nashville produced him and allowed him to be what he was. But it's it's a different ball game now. There's you know it, there's a big tide turning towards the pop country side of things because it's more mainstream and it sells better. That doesn't mean that it is better. I I believe that modern day music has become a lot less personal and it is completely monetary. And that's that's where, especially with country music, that's where it's going downhill. So from there, I think that's a great segue point to break into the death and evolution of country music. Where would you say, and you can you can name an artist, or you can name a you know a decade. I can tell you exactly when I think the country music industry died or began to die. Hit me with it. Family tradition, right back to it. As soon as Hank Jr. started calling out you know the music industry because he saw it firsthand, he was a big name, still is a big name. He called it out, and you know that's when. You know, he sings about, you know, country music singers have always been a real close family. But lately, some of his kinfolk have disowned a few others and me, him. So, clearly, you know, I'm glad that those guys kind of took a stand and still did whatever the hell they wanted to do. Because think about if they didn't, you know, somewhat rebel or... Yeah, if they hadn't rebelled against their record labels, think of how bad the music, uh, the country music industry would be now. I would agree. I I, think... I 100% believe that that is the beginning of the death of country music. I think an artist that solidified in that same regard the death or the evolution, and, and when we say evolution... We don't have to mince words here. It's not a it's not a good one. The evolution that it, country music is turning to now, you know, full respect to you if you love where country music is going, that's not us. But you can have you can have your own opinion about that. But Aaron Lewis, that ain't country. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Waylon, he's talking about Willie, he's talking about Hank, he's talking about David Allen Coe, he's all these guys. And how they really paved a path for themselves. They had all, all, every single one of them. You could not, you could tell them apart if you had never, ever listened to a lick of country. They all have very, very individual sounds. They all have a very individual message to each other. But none of them were the same, and none of them were going mainstream because they didn't have to, they didn't want to, and they never, ever did. And I, I love that about that era of country music is because they really were just doing their own thing and people were loving them for it. Oh, 100%. It's, it's not happening anymore, but with some of the artists that we're talking about now. And the rest are being crushed because they're not big enough to get off of their feet necessarily unless they do. Otherwise, they're just going to fall to the wayside like a lot of great country artists that have stayed small have. I want to ask you a little side note. Okay. Where do you think <clears throat> the best country music comes from? As far as in the country? 
in the country in North America. Because keep in mind, Coulter Wall is Canadian as well as others, but we are both very big fans of Coulter Wall. Mm -hmm. But where would you say, modern day country, where would you say is the hot spot for the best country? Where do the best country artists come out of? Oh, that's that's a hard question. You want you want a region or you want a state? Whatever you got. I I'd say Appalachia. I'm in the yeah. Uh, I completely agree with that. The reason for that, in my opinion, is the life, the true life in Appalachia, isn't always a great one. It is truly a blues lifestyle if you are in... It's a very blue-collar living. Exactly. Like, going to going back to Tyler Childers. We don't, we don't have to go crazy into him, but <laughs> he does, you know, represent a good bit of Appalachian country. And just talking about the coal mines, talking about everybody living in the holler, you know, you're... When you're listening to those songs, you're not imagining a big suburb. You're not imagining these big jacked up perfect trucks like you know nobody that he's talking about is driving a brand new z71 they're driving the beater that works and gets them to the mine gets them to the blue collar job that they have yeah i believe that tyler childers his bottles and bibles album perfectly represents the appalachian region i would agree songs like cole Especially songs like Bottles and Bibles, it's very real. It's not it's it's not holding back. It's not painting any kind of sugar-coated pretty picture for you. This is what life is like here. And that's why we like that kind of country music. Exactly. It's very real. It's very it it's an eye-opener. Like me personally, I you know, I didn't grow up like that. But hearing his songs, I you know, I see you know, that way of life now. I see how those people live. I'm not saying I'm an expert on it, but I mean, it's still very interesting to me. Like those people that live in those areas are like, I mean, it's a very depressing kind of place. You know, it's a lot of people just get stuck there. It's paycheck to paycheck. You can't escape because, you know, you're doing the same thing that your dad did. And that's why I also believe that the Appalachia has the best, like, that's where the best country music singers come from. But another reason I think that is because I'm a, I love bluegrass. And obviously that region has very deep, thick roots in bluegrass. And I feel like that's why I like a lot of artists that come out of that because that's what they grew up listening to. So the ones that make it, you know, somewhat big, the ones that, yeah, the ones that get big, they, like, obviously that's going to be one of their go-to genres. That's that a big influence. I love that about them. Yeah, I can say the influence of bluegrass in a country singer's arsenal and for them to have that and have that aspect be intertwined with their sound, it can really make them. But I think it can also break them. Not a lot of people are aiming, not a lot of people nowadays like to listen to what we like to listen to. 
it's just it's back to what we were discussing it's the evolution of country music it is it's i mean i remember when you know being country wasn't cool and now it's you know everyone around here even it's oh yeah you know we like you know going shooting and fishing and you know this this and that i mean that type of shit doesn't make you country that just yeah, makes you, you enjoy, a fisherman. That yeah. makes you, you know, you enjoy Good, doing country congratulations. things. Congratulations, you have hobbies. But it doesn't make you a blue-collar person. It doesn't make you go through the, the struggle. There's, You know, it's not to take away from who these people are. We're not trying to crush anybody's vision of who they are. If, if you think you're if you think you're country, you know, have at it. But if, if someone who really is country walks the walk and walks right up to you and says that you're not... You know, listen to that conversation before you immediately shrug them off. Everyone has their own interpretation of what country is. And if you think you fit what your ideal version of country is, then good for you. It's a smaller breed than a lot of people think, though. Oh, 100%. It really is. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talk to talk, but there, there's a lot less walk to walk, for sure. But Alright, so I'm gonna segue away from that a little bit. Got a little I feel like, I, I feel like we crushed a couple a people's bit. dreams. Yeah. If, you know, if anyone even decides that they wanna waste their time and listen to us talk. But um, I'm gonna try to wrap it up here a little bit. I have a question for you. Okay. Back to the desert island you know the kids game you can only bring this 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 so you're stuck on a on a deserted island what three albums are you going to bring with you could be anything it could be anything from a great like a best of you know greatest hits it could be that it could just be a you know a regular album whatever you want it to be we both know where this is going. We Unfortunately, do. because we know each other's music tastes so well. But I hope by sharing this, this segment, we can open people up a little bit to what makes us think the way we do, especially about the last subject. But I gotta start it out with Western Swing and Waltzes by Coulter Wall. I love that album. That It just, it brings me it brings me back. You might say no way, but I also have a Culture Wall album on my top three. What's your number one? My number one from Culture Wall, or now, what's what is your Culture Wall album? My favorite Culture Wall album is Imaginary Appalachia. Has to be. That's that's the album that got me into listening to Culture Wall even more because. Growing up, I, I listened to a lot of Johnny Cash, and I heard, I heard him singing on those songs, and you know, it, I made a connection. I thought that they sounded a lot alike, so I kept listening, kept listening, started branching into more um, albums of his. <clears throat> and I mean, now I'm a very, I'm a very big fan of Culture Wall. Was that the first Culture Wall album? You said you said that was the first one you ever yes, heard. Yes, that's that's the one that got me into it. That was mine too. That was that was my first Culture Wall album. 
And I'm very thankful for that because it introduced Coulter Wall. It's 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 raw, you know. It is it is Coulter Wall raw. Like this is his sound. This is what he. This is what he comes to the table with from the very start. And then once you start moving in deeper into his music, you see he has this vast array. This, you know, you're listening to a guy, he's got a real, he's got a deep, smoky voice. So you think at the beginning, and then you go into an album like Western Swing and Waltzes, and he's got these high notes, and he's got this different sound, and it's, it's a great sound. I love, I love the wine that he can make. Exactly. <clears throat> like the half yodel, half wine. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's got it. He's very versatile. Yeah, and, that, and that's a big thing about him that we, we both clearly enjoy. All right, so what's the second album you're taking with you? Second one, I'm, I'm going a little bit mainstream with it just because I, I'm a big fan of this album. I think it's got a little bit of everything on it. It's got the sad, it's got the happy, it's got the, the memorable, but it's Dangerous by, by Morgan Wallen. It's a big album too, so I wouldn't run out of uh, songs to listen to for, <laughs> for at least like an hour and a half. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> You're on an island, man. You gotta think about it. I guess. All right, what's your, what's your number three pick? Number three pick is well-loved by you and I. It's Gotta Be Purgatory by Tyler Childers. That is the album that got me into listening to him. Um, it's actually one of the biggest reasons that I started listening to the music that I listen to now is uh, Feathered Indians. I remember I was, you know, drinking. You might say no way. Um, I'm not going to say no way this time. <laughs> so I was drinking with a good friend of ours, Noah. Yep. And we were just, you know, hanging out, playing pool. Uh, and he had he had family over. And I can't remember who it was, but they had put on Feathered Indians. And I was, you know, I was pretty hammered. And, you know, I remember for the past couple hours, I just kept yelling to play Freebird. I thought that was funny and I like I actually like this song it's a great song beautiful song but as soon as that song came on it was like a, a spark had been made and I was immediately hooked I was actually ranked last year in the top 0.1% of listeners for Tyler Childers. I believe, weren't you? We both were, and we were both butthurt with each other <laughs> that we both were, because we both thought we were real special yeah. because of that. Turns out, I mean, it's still, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there's a whole 99.9% .9 of people that can't say that, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fake fans. Yeah. <laughs> You're not listening to Purgatory every day. On repeat. That Feathered Indians was... It was my second Tyler Childress song. My first was uh, White House Road. I feel like that's also a lot of people's first song by him. Yeah. I, I've listened to it. I know word for word. But I'm still not... It's, it's not even within my top ten favorite songs by him. No, no. Almost... And, it, it, and it's almost an oxymoron to use with Tyler Childers, but I feel like that was shallow work to him. 
It was different for him. Yeah. It's not, it's a good song, but it could almost be said as an outlier. It doesn't have, to me, it doesn't have the, the deeper heart that his songs have. A lot of them have. But I get that. That's just that's just my opinion on it. I I do love the song, but it doesn't hold the imagery and the memories and you know a lot of the the depth that some of his other songs have for me. But what is uh what's your uh, what's your two and three? I feel like we haven't we haven't even cracked in. <laughs> so as I've already said, my no, uh, the first album I'm taking is Imaginary Appalachia. Um, My second album has to be Adobe Sessions by Cody Jinks. Just to get the real, just some real outlaw country. Just so that it, I feel like if I was actually stranded and I put that on, it would motivate me to try to do something to get out. You'll figure it out if you got some, if you got some Adobe Sessions. And my final pick is my current favorite album by anybody, Red Barn Radio. An excellent and tasteful choice. Multiple good songs on there. I love that album, mainly because it's all live. But obviously, as we all know, if we're actually going to be stranded on an island, it's going to be pretty fucking sad. Yeah. And I, like most people, tend to listen to sad music when I'm sad. There I feel go. like it, it goes perfectly. He's my favorite artist. It's a ton of good songs. And, I mean, it's as simple as that. No, I completely understand. What's your, uh, what's your favorite song on that album? <sighs> it's kind of hard. Um, what, what's, if I said, put on... Bar radio. What is your first? What are you playing first? It doesn't have to be your favorite, but what are you playing first? Rock salt and nails. Okay, love it, love it. Rock salt and nails. I'm playing Charleston girl. That, that's the that's actually the song that got me interested in that album. Me too. <laughs> it's just a, it's just an all around good album. It really is. It's. I it's think I'm raw. It really is. I'm more impressed by that album than I am with any other of his. That's one of the probably the best live albums that I have heard. It's just it is, it is purely Tyler Childers. It is it's just him, you know. And it's just it's just him and a guitar, and it's up there, and he he just does his thing, and it's beautiful. All right, so I think we can wrap it up on that. Um, for anybody that has listened to this, if you follow the Instagram, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys would bring. Chime in. If you uh, if you disagree with us, you want to cuss us out, do it. We would love to hear the criticisms. We'd love to hear the debates. And we'll, we'll bring it up on the show. We're kind of like the kings of controversy in our friend group. We are, and we love it. It's what we're best at. <laughs> Um, But if you guys are not uh, Following our Instagram We do have one Uh, It's 
Our Instagram is the same thing as our Spotify. Um, <clears throat> if there's any topics that you guys want to hear us discuss, here's debate over, or if you just want to say, hey, shoot us a DM. We would highly appreciate it. Yep, but it's about time we wrap it up for the evening. Appreciate you listening. Give us a follow. Send us a DM. And this is available on all of your podcast networks, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a great night.